Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to RedX's Stability and Opportunity Series, our podcast that we've been doing nearly every day for the past two months. Uh, we, there's been a tremendous amount of, uh, of, of great material that we've discussed over the past couple of months uh, related to the, the COVID-19 pandemic and how the markets have changed. But also, we've taken away some amazing, we had some amazing takeaways from different agents uh, and professionals about how to build your business regardless of what's going on in the market. So I'm excited for another one of those today. Uh, my name is Tyler Fenn. I'm the director of sales here at RedX. So thank you everybody who is uh, who ha- is joining us remotely from the different channels that we're broadcasting from. Uh, this is being broadcast on our website, our Facebook page, uh, and our YouTube channel. So uh, if you're on any of those different, uh, different streams, please make sure that you comment in with your questions for Kent and Heather who are with us today. Uh, we'll try to make sure that we can get all of our questions answered with their expertise. Uh, Kent, Heather, welcome. Thank you for being with us today. Uh, will you guys tell us just a little bit about who you are and and uh, and we'll go from there? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. I'm Kent. Obviously, this is Heather. We're in the uh, Salt Lake City market, Salt Lake City, Utah County market um, with Summit Realty. So it's awesome. a pretty, it's a small local brokerage, but a powerful one. Awesome. Our broker is one of the top agents in the state. And so we're just trying to replicate that. Learn all the secrets. That is awesome. So I I want to hear what some of these secrets are, uh, but before we get any further, I want to talk a little bit more about the husband wife duo that you guys have and how you work together. I think there's a lot of people out there that uh, that may be curious about how that works between the two of you. What roles do you guys have uh, in the business relationship? And and uh, can you talk us through that a little bit about how it works, husband and wife working together? Go for it. Yeah. So. It works really well because mine and Ken's personalities are actually pretty different. He's more of an amiable personality and more of a driver. So when we would go on appointments together, we would kind of figure out what the clients we were trying to get the listing from, what kind of personality type they had. And if it was more in mine, then I would take control. If it was more his, then he would take control. But I feel like we we just have very complementary um, personalities. personalities. Yeah. So it works out that way. And Ken's also right now, He's more focused on the prospecting, making the calls, different things like that. I'm more working with the client once we have the listing, doing the paperwork, more of that end, I would say, in COI a little bit more. So Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the one that kind of gets the appointment, sets it up. She's the one that closes the appointment and then works for me works the rest. So I have the easy job. She has the hard no. job. Well, it depends <laughs> on how you look at it. <laughs> Depends on how you look. I, I I know that for many people, prospecting is hard. So the fact that uh, that that's where you focus, Kent, is pretty awesome. Um, so I'm I'm imagining as you guys go on these appointments, I'm imagining like a good cop, bad cop scenario. But yeah. I, that's probably not what it was, right? You just played to you just played to the strengths that each of you have with your personality because you are different people. So the person sitting across the table, if they were if they were more of a driver personality, Heather, you'd take charge and. Yeah, uh, if it was somebody who was a little more amiable and laid back, Kent sounds like you'd take charge, and that's how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys go on all of your listing appointments together as a team, or um, t- t- talk me through that? How, how often are you guys working together, going to appointments together, uh, going to? It, how does that work? So we try to go on on as many as possible together, um, because we're a hundred percent. We have we ever lost a. We've never lost one together. We've never lost one together. So I'm the dumb one and go on it myself and lose (laughs) most of them. So again, she's the closer. She has the easy job. I'm just good. As you can see, I'm more of a phone guy than a you want to see my face type of guy. (laughs) So, um, and I I know that Kent, you're a text user. Uh, Mm -hmm. You've done some of our live prospecting sessions, prospecting furbos and and, uh, geoleads and uh, and that's kind of your wheelhouse is, is uh, you enjoy the prospecting. You enjoy being on the phones and, and enjoy the numbers game behind it. Is that right? Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. So, um, 
so you know, it, so I it used to bug me a little bit. I mean, it bugs everybody at first when you don't know what to say, you don't know your stats. As as you do it more and more, it just creates that muscle. And as dumb as this sounds, I've kind of created an alter ego when I'm on the phone. So okay. Instead of being myself, because myself is I don't like being rejected. I like to be really nice. So you look at any good actor. Let's take Jim Carrey, for example. All of his roles are an alter ego. He's not that way in real life, but he's one of the greatest actors that's ever lived, kind of. Funniest actors, we'll give him that. So I, as soon as I created this alter ego, like prospecting so easy because they're not rejecting me, they're rejecting the other guy. So what's different about this alter ego then? Like how, how do you make that mindset shift when you're prospecting to go from Kent, who's who likes to, to who likes to be the good guy? It sounds like. How do you go from that to the guy who can handle with with rejection over and over? Because I know uh, we've talked about your prospecting in the past um, as it relates to some of the things you've done here for Redex, and um, it sounds like you're kind of a power prospector. I mean, you don't mind making 150 phone calls in a prospecting session. So how do you get into that mindset to go? Okay, here's the alter ego, and this is the guy that doesn't mind rejection. So I listen again, dumb, dumb, really dumb. What I do, I listen to Boy in the Bubble. If you guys okay. have never listened to that song, I, I I've never kid. heard of that. So it talks about a kid that has a pretty rough outgo or uprising at home, uh -huh. and he meets this kid and gets beat up, and he talks about how he likes to be hit and knocked okay. to the ground. It's kind of a sick song, honestly. Okay. But I, I look at that as rejection. Like, I love rejection. I love okay. getting down. The harsher the rejection, the harder I pushed is the way I look at it. So once you, once you get into that mindset, you just kind of feel invincible. The first couple of calls are still hard. But, I mean, honestly, if you have a tough time getting on the phone, create this alter ego and just say, oh, they're not rejecting me. They're rejecting. I don't have a name for, you know. Dr. Jekyll, I'll call him that. Mr. Hyde, which one's the bad one? I don't know. Mr. Hyde, Mr. Hyde, you know, just rough on the phones, close, 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 close. I like that. I, I like this idea of of, um, of prepping for prospecting, regardless of what it is that you're listening to, right? I think that uh, there's a there's a large number of people that they're hesitant to get on the phones because of, of ultimately, I think that rejection, right? If everybody accepted our accepted our advice and our and our uh, our willingness to sell their homes, right? I mean, prospecting would be easy, but I think that's a, a big part of it is people don't want to go through uh, the rejection that they feel prospecting to expireds for hours at a time, right? You're going to get a lot of people to go, you know, you're the 10th agent to call me or, you know, what are you going to do differently to sell the home? And, and there's some of these things that, that agents might go, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And that's, that's a hard thing to be put on the spot. Um, Kent, or excuse me, Heather, as you watch Kent, uh, over the time that you guys have been in real estate, which is uh, a couple of years now, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So as you've watched him, uh, practice prospecting and create this, this person that's okay with rejection, um, what have you noticed has, has taken place in his, uh, in his preparation to prospecting? Do you notice things different now versus right when you guys started in real estate? Oh, 100%. And honestly, I would say even more so since COVID-19 has happened. I feel like it's almost been a switch in his mindset to where he's in his office prospecting. If I come in and I'm negative at all, he kicks me out. He's just like, I don't want negativity in here. I'm a nice husband. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what it needs the to other be. guy is a, the other guy's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just, he's just become a lot more, this is when we bring in the money is during these hours. So I want to be in a positive environment. I want to be in the right mindset to be prospecting and calling. Whereas when we first started, it was more, and I, was I same, yeah, and I was the same way. When you first start, you're like, okay, think of every excuse not to call people or not to get on the phone or, oh shoot, it's, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling kind of negative. Maybe I'll just watch like a positive video and then you get stuck watching that. Whereas now Ken's just getting on the phone and dialing. He's not wasting time. He's not putting it off. And so I feel like it's switched that it's become a priority and he realizes 
how much of an impact it has. So it's been a lot better. So you said you said he we realized this is where we make our money. Yeah. Right? What what percentage of your transactions last year came from prospecting? Ninety-five um, <laughs> percent. Pretty much almost all of them. All, almost all of them came yeah. from prospecting. Yes. Yeah. That that's that's amazing. So as as you look at 2020, um, do you feel like that's going to be different? Obviously, as you're in real estate longer, you build your network. Uh, uh, ultimately, you're bringing in more referral business, more repeat business. Uh, what percentage this year do you anticipate coming from prospecting? That's a nice thing about working as a duo. I, I think it's going to be a lot of the same because our COI is not huge. And Heather works our COI. I don't. Well, so that allows me to just go and find new people. Right. And we've already had a couple of our COI who we got from prospecting last year return to us saying, hey, we have another property we want to sell or another property we want to buy. So, I mean, that's feeding off of the prospecting that was done last year. So really, I feel like as our business goes grows over the next few years, it's all going to come down to the prospecting that we're doing at the beginning of real estate. That's that's amazing. And it's cool that you guys can can tie the two together, right? I, I think a lot of people will go, okay, this this one comes from a referral, right? Somebody who's come back and said, I want to buy another property. Um, but in this situation, you go, but that person originally came from prospecting geo leads or for rent by owners or expireds or whatever, right? And so you can yeah. tie a, a massive amount of your business, almost 100% of your business back to time spent on the phones where you make your money. That's really, really cool. Right. Well, uh, and oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. So our broker, um, she, I mean, she's all sold over 3,500 homes, but uh, I mean, she does a lot of repeat business, but she started off prospecting. So it's crazy to see that 30 years later, all of that, those clients and COI that she has came from prospecting. So 3,500 homes later, and now it's just repeating and repeating. So it's cool to see us in the beginning and see it starting to work and her 30 years into it and see how much prospecting has helped her get to where she is, being a top producing agent with that big of a COI from prospecting. It's, it's crazy to look at. That is amazing. One of the so, dangers in that though is, and this will happen with any office, you look at a top producer and you're like, well, they're not cold calling, but the, almost every single one of them went through some sort of pay to get the business that they have. So so what you're saying is you can see these top prospectors and they've got they've got a lot of business just walking in the door, right? Yeah. Uh, because they've because they've been in the business like your broker for 30 years for example and sold 3500 homes. She's got a network a, a sphere of influence large enough now that people are coming back and people you know people's children are coming to her saying, "Hey, mom and dad said that you're the person to use to buy or sell a home." Um, but what you're saying is to get to that point, all of these people went through a, a, a period in their business where they had to generate business on their own. They had to go out and, and, and prospect, you know, whether, and, and there's different definitions of that, right. But generating new business from new contacts, they had to go out that before they graduated to this next level. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. That's, That's exactly amazing. Yeah. So let's talk about um, let's talk about what's changed in the last couple of months. How has your business changed uh, with the pandemic, if if anything at all? I've talked to many people who say actually not that much, with the exception of a few things. What has changed in your business um, uh, in in the last couple of months since the pandemic began? I, I things have definitely changed, but for the better. I think the best coach is is pressure. Uh, there's an okay. added pressure to do things now it used to be well we could take a listing or we can prospect every other day we're going to be fine which was the case and now prospecting now more than ever super important um i mean there's really yeah i mean there's four ways that a business is ran right there's growth mode protect mode retreat mode and surrender mode okay most agents right now are in that protect or retreat mode. And by doing that, that means that here in a few months, everybody is going to go into surrender mode. That's when agents are going to start dropping like flies. So right now we're more, more now than ever in growth mode. So, so you guys, you guys are 
working, you're prospecting, like you said, you know, you, you might've been every other day um, prior to, but this downward pressure pressure has caused you guys to, to, to refocus. It sounds like, and get back to prospecting because again, that's where 95% of your business came from. And it sounds like if you want to continue to have business in the coming months right now is the time. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. People are more willing to talk to you now more than ever. They want, they want good news, just sold. Even if we didn't sell them, I'm calling the neighborhoods because I feel like it's my duty to give them good news. I don't tell them I sell it, but I tell them that a home sold and for how yeah. much. It, people want that right now. So um, I, I let's talk a little bit about uh, what you're primarily prospecting to right now, Kent and Heather. Where where are you guys focused in your prospecting? Because I know Kent, you've done live prospecting with us, calling for rent by owners. Uh, and and geo leads is is that where you're spending your time right now? Where where are you finding success in in prospecting? Yeah, that's where I'm finding success is geo leads and non-owner occupieds for rent by owners. Those are the two biggest ones that I think you can call right now for rent by owners because people aren't paying their rent. They either they can't or they have some false perception that they're going to be protected during these times and will never have to play catch up. So. Renters are freaking out. Our people that are renting their house are freaking out right now because they're three months behind their mortgage. And they know when the, everything stops, they're going to have to make up that money and the renters probably aren't going to pay it. So they're looking at selling. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, it's very common that we see people who who have a, a rental property or two. They, they obviously leverage the rent that they collect to pay the mortgage. And yeah. Uh, and right now there's, there's lots of assistance available and people are furloughing their payments and that sort of thing. But what you're saying is the bill always comes due. Yeah. And, and at some point, uh, these, these renters are going to have to come to get to the point where they've got to come up with that money to, to catch up. Uh, but meanwhile, you also have the homeowners who, who are, are maybe behind or, or getting very close to being behind on their payments. Uh, and, and, uh, so you're calling in, and offering an opportunity to sell the home. Is that right? Yeah. Well, and uh, you have to be kind of soft with it of, you know, how's everything going? Are your renters paying? No, they're not. Here in Utah, they were protected until May 15th. Okay. So it's really just saying, you know, if you want help evicting or you need any assistance with that, May 15th, the bill came due. So you can start evicting people. And so do so do you anticipate that that'll actually change now that we've passed the 15th? So now that Utah's saying, okay, there's there's not as much protection as there used to be, do you actually anticipate more success prospecting to for rent by owners here in the next month or two? 100%. Because the bill's coming due for them as well. That's I I I love that idea. I love the idea of of uh I love the idea of assistance, right? I think that that's that's the type of conversation that um that that helps, right? We, we were talking prior to the, the live portion of the show about uh, being salesy, right? Having commission breath. We were talking about that. And, and uh, uh, so it sounds like what you're doing is you're calling with this idea to assist, to help. What's going on? How can I help? Um, are, are, your, are your renters paying on time? And, uh, and that gets your foot in the door. Is that an easy way to say that? Yeah. I, I mean, I still go for the close definitely of, you know, it sounds like you're going to have, I mean, are you prepared to make four months worth of past due rent or mortgage payments once this thing all ends? Not really not. Let's, I mean, do you know how much your home is worth? Let's discuss your options. Market. So what it, in the last couple of months, have you guys seen changes in the markets themselves where, where you are in Salt Lake City? Yeah. So 30 or sorry, March and April of 2019, 4,500 homes sold or sorry, 4,000 homes sold. March and April of this year, 4,500 homes sold. And only 1,700 came on the market. So our inventory is dead. So so you've seen changes, but but not it's negative positive. changes. Is that what I'm hearing? Mm -hmm. If you're a buyer's agent, or if you're a buyer's agent, negative changes, super negative. If you're a seller's agent, still a great time. That's amazing. It's it's amazing that even through all of this, that 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 much is still happening, in spite of social distancing, shelter in place, all of these things. We're seeing you're still seeing many transactions happen in the marketplace. That's that's incredible. 
Well, you look at it, there, I mean, there are really four reasons why someone sells. You have the greed market, which is what we were just in. Everybody, it, you know, I want to upgrade my house. I don't need to move. But if I got 10000 above asking, I'd move and upgrade. So that's the greed market. Those people aren't motivated. You have life events, hardship and distress are the last two. So those are the four reasons people sell. Now we're in the life events and hardship and distress. Gotcha. Reads kind of going out the door, which is a great market to be in as an agent. Yeah, I, I think if you look at um, if you look at what's going on, right? I think that the the buyers and sellers that are still out there, they are motivated, right? There's a reason. Uh, there's a reason that they're that they're out buying, right? If if they're buying right now during this time and they're out willing to go view properties and that sort of thing, there's a reason, right? Uh, I mean. And we talked about this. Uh, we've talked about this on on our podcast in the last couple of months. Is is people are still taking jobs. People are still uh, having children. People are still uh, having children move out of the house, and they have to downsize. I mean, there's still life events happening in spite of COVID nineteen pandemic, and yeah. and transactions still have to take place. It's uh, it, that's that's. Uh, something that we've definitely seen. I want to jump to some of the comments that we have here. Uh, right. Just a reminder for anybody who's joined us, if you if you have comments, if you have questions, uh, feel free to put those in there. We've got people monitoring the Facebook, uh, the website, and the YouTube channels so that those comments and questions will get put back over here to me. Uh, and we'll, we'll try to address as many of these as possible. Uh, Jesse on Facebook asked this question, Kent and Heather. They said, Geo Leads, are you being soft in your approach or are you still sticking to the script from the start? So let's talk about that for a minute. How has your script changed given the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, so it, it's changed with, so my script is, hey, Tyler, this is Kent with Summit Realty. Just calling you with a little bit of neighborhood news. One of your uh, one of your neighbor's homes over at Jeff Circle just sold. Sold in three days for 340000 And because it sold so fast, we saw buyers looking in the area. Curious for the right price, would you consider selling? So, is is that ter- terribly different than your normal script? Not necessarily. Other the neighborhood news thing has been golden for me because people are like, "Oh, neighborhood news! I want to hear about it." I, I I love that. I and I and and it sounds like people are biting on that, right? Is is, uh, is you're, you're simply changing the opening line and then you get back to your normal script? Yeah. Yeah, so if they if they say, no, we're not looking at selling right now, I throw humor into it and I say, hey, not a problem. Which neighbor do you want me to get rid of? Who should I be calling? <laughs> Every time, everybody laughs. <laughs> you know, so they'll usually say, well, I have a couple neighbors, but I don't want to give you their names. And I say, hey, I'll try my best to to get rid of them for you. I'd love to keep in contact. What's a good email address for you? Let you know what the market's doing. I, I love that. Super, super simple. You're still sticking to your script uh, with with uh, obviously a few exceptions to the beginning to speak to what's happening in in the, in the world right now. What about your listing appointments that you guys are going on? How have those changed? Is it is it terribly different once you're once you're in the person's home or are you guys doing virtual listing appointments? Uh, I, I honestly don't do virtual appointments myself. I, I look at it this way. Maybe this is a little skewed. If they don't want to meet me in person, do you think they're really going to want strangers walking through their home as well? It's just going to be a pain. It's going to be a nightmare. So, so, think- is, so you, you're, you're determining their motivation based on whether or not they're willing to meet with you. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Done um, I've, done, I've done a couple over the phone, but they're further away. If they're close by, I want to meet with them. That is one nice thing about COVID is that truthfully, if if you can now go an hour or an hour and a half away to list a home and just do it virtually rather than, but I still want to ask if they're, if they're willing to meet me and give them that option. When, when you meet, are you, are you wearing a mask or gloves or, or are you kind of gauging it as you go? Um, I haven't worn mask or gloves. It'd probably be a good idea for me to wear a mask. <laughs> probably get more, have more success. So let's, let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, 
We've got some people commenting in. Amanda Smith loves your neighborhood news line. She says it's a great attention grabber. And I totally agree. I think that um, I think that right now people do want to hear good news. There's yeah. there's there's so much there's so much media surrounding COVID-19 and and many of the controversies around that, like our reporting numbers accurate and that sort of thing. And 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 um, I think that um, so the, the, the CEO of Red X, he shares a video with the, all, all of the employees every single night, just an update of everything that's going on. And one of the things he says is that a lot of people in the news are trying to tell us what to do when they themselves don't know what to do. And, uh, and I think that's true. There's a lot of negative media attention that can, that can suck you in. And people are, people are looking for good news. They're looking for positive things. And so I like the idea that, hey, we're, we're sharing some neighborhood news. And then to jump right in the fact that a home just sold that's a good thing. It's a good thing to see that the largest transaction that people may participate participate in in their entire lives that those are still taking place. I love the fact that there's there's still a tremendous amount of transactions taking place in your Salt Lake City market. That that uh, even even greater than the same months last year is really cool. Where do you feel like as we as we look forward? There's some states that are loosening. Uh, there's some states that are that are that are loosening the restrictions that they have, changing some of those restrictions. Uh, where do you feel like the opportunity lies for agents prospecting moving forward? What do you think the next few months look like? We did talk about for rent by owners and how that's something that you're going to continue to focus on. Um, is there anywhere else that agents should be spending their time prospecting right now? I, I Like I said, I think geo leads are golden right now. Just listed, just sold. Because they want good news, but two, you have to consider... Think about how many postcards haven't been sent that are usually sent because people are, again, in retreat mode. They don't want to call people. People like to send mailers because they don't want to get rejected to your face. So that's happening. People are dropping Zillow, Realtor.com leads. These are people that are going in, filling out the website, saying, I want to sell my home. I want to buy my home. And none of them are getting called. So it's our duty to go in and call them. Again, if you're not in retreat mode and you're in growth mode and you're thinking, my competition just got sliced in half. You're going to kill it in three or four months. People depend on the spring market. And the spring market isn't happening right now. It's going to be in June, July, August, September, once all these restrictions get pulled. And if you're not doing what you should have been doing during this whole pandemic, you're going to get left in the dust by those that are. So um, let's talk about that for a little bit, because I think that that's an important thing to look at. And it's and it rings true with a lot of the other uh, experts that we've spoken to is right now is the time, right? That there is tremendous opportunity right now as we prepare for uh, for for summer, right? Which, you know, we look and 60 percent of our transactions happen during June, July and August. So we're coming on to the busiest months of the year in terms of real estate transactions. And so um we're, we're seeing that many experts are saying focus right now. If you guys were to both sit down uh, with, with a brand new agent or maybe somebody who is struggling in real estate right now, somebody who maybe is in that retreat or even that surrender mode, they're ready to give up. Uh, what, do you, what are the pieces of advice that you would give to the, that agent uh, to help change that mindset to get them back to where they're being productive and they can take advantage of these next few months? I would Honestly, I would say talk to 100 people. And if after you talk to those 100 people and go through your scripts, if you don't have someone that's looking to buy or sell, then do it. But I guarantee you're going to have someone that's like, yeah, I actually am looking to buy or sell. And you're going to see that there are a lot of interested people out there. We just have to reach out to them. One of the questions I ask when I prospect, because you'll get people that say, oh, I already have an agent. Fantastic. I, I am curious. During this whole COVID-19, how many times have you heard from them? I haven't. You haven't. You're kidding. They're probably, and then I, I will say, you know, what worries me is that they're in more of a retreat mode and they're not going to be there for you when you're ready to sell. Is that really what you want? No. It's exactly why we need to get together. Have, have you guys noticed in your marketplace a lot of agents that do that have hunkered down and are, are kind of waiting for things to blow over those that are actively working on a regular basis. Have you noticed a big decline in your market? Yeah, most of the people. So sometimes you'll get agents numbers, you know, people that sell real estate and do one or two deals a year, their mom, 
or dad and you just ask him, you know, what are you doing to stay positive during all of this? So it's not rude, but a lot of them will say, well, I'm not really doing anything right now. I'm just waiting for things to pass. And you'll hear quite a bit of that. And man, that's blood in the water for me. Interesting. Like, so neighborhood. Heather, I'd love to hear the advice that you'd give to somebody right now who is, is, uh, in that retreat mode or hunkered down, what's, what advice would you give? And I, and I'm, I'm really interested because you guys are different personalities. So it'll be interesting to see what type of advice you would give to somebody else. Yeah. So when we first started in real estate, we had a coach and she told us, and our broker also told us this, she said, just keep doing it. And one day it's just going to click for you. And it's going to be, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be a lot easier. And it's just going to become the way of life. It's just going to become how it is. And I feel like, I mean, we kind of talked about Kent these last couple of months. I feel like it finally clicked. And it's just like, this is how it is. This is what real estate is. This is what we do to succeed in real estate. So I would say, why would you get this far just to quit? Just push a little bit further. And then it's going to just become natural. It's going to become the way it is. And that's when you'll start seeing success. So I would say kind of like what Kent said, go out, make 100 calls, actually do it and put everything into it. And eventually you're going to get to the point where it's just, that's just how it is. It's just normal. But if you always just say, okay, I don't want to do it. I'm just going to stop. It's never going to be easy to get back into it. If you're already in it, just keep going. It's going to get easy, easier. So yeah. just don't give up. Just keep doing it. Easier. Easier. So let, let's talk about that for a little bit because it sounds like there's this element of practice, right? Yeah is is that you've got to do something enough times over and over and over and then i like i like the way you said it heather you said eventually it clicks right all of a sudden it starts to make sense um and and because you've been in real estate a couple of years now and um do you feel like for you kent to confirm what heather said that do you feel like in the last few months it's finally started to really click for you yeah honestly i and that was the crazy thing is one this whole virus thing has been the best thing for me personally, because it's more, I've gotten out of complacency and more into, I'm either going to buckle down or I'm getting out. Like there's no, there's no in between for me right now. So it's, it's prospecting hard, talking to as many people as I can, making sure my follow-up is there, making sure my presentation skills are there. And I'm not perfect by any means. I'm, I'm, not good at all, which just shows you anybody can do it. And, and I think that's the biggest thing the agent should take away is it just takes effort. Right. Well, and one thing I want to add is be consistent with it. Because yeah. if you prospect for a day or two and then you take three days off, it's going to be so hard to get back on the phone. Especially, I would say, especially with prospecting because it's a, it's a momentum thing. Once you keep doing it, it gets easier and easier. But if you do it a couple of days, stop a few days, it's never going to be easier. You have to be consistent. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's um, super important. And uh, and during the pre-show, Kent, we talked about how um, you, you know you have a goal to be on the phones, prospecting at eight o'clock every morning, right? Mm -hmm. That it's that it's it's uh, and it's not just that hey you're arriving at the office getting ready at eight o'clock, but you're ready to go at eight o'clock. That there's this this massive level of consistency that's uh, uh, that's that comes from that. And that's where the, the, the success, that's where the practice, that's where all of it starts to pay off is really in that consistency. Is that what you guys have really found is that the consistency is, is the real key to the success? Yeah. Truthfully, consistency and mindset are the two yeah. things. I would say if you're going to do anything, strengthen your mindset and be consistent with it because truthfully people are going to want someone that is confident right now, not someone that's really passive. And the more confidence you exude, the, the more successful you're going to be during all of this. So, so how, how do you, how do you do that if you're not confident? Right? So how, if, if I, if I, as a new agent, I don't have that confidence, how do I build that mindset? What do you what do you guys do differently or, or what do you guys do in your lives and, and in your business to create that prospect or excuse me, that mindset uh, that exudes that confidence? Because that's not always there, right? Somebody who who isn't confident prospecting, it's hard to fake it sometimes. So what are some of the things you do to build that mindset? 
I'll start real quick because mine is because I had never been on the phones before I started real estate. I'd never done cold calling or anything. So I had zero confidence whatsoever when it came to phones. But the nice thing was, is I had scripts. And so I had no idea what to say, but I had my scripts that told me exactly what to say. So that helped me with the confidence is, okay, as soon as I ask this question, they give me an answer. I'm going to go on to the next question. I know exactly what to say because I have a script. So that helped me in my confidence because I, I was that way. I'm like, I have zero confidence in myself on the phone. I don't know much about real estate and I'm calling these people to try to get business. But with the scripts, just like, hey, I'm just going to pretend like I know what I'm doing and I'm just going to read exactly what it says. And I got appointments. So I think script is a huge thing. So Kent, yeah. uh, we've, We've talked in the past, obviously, as you've done stuff for Red X and and uh, and Heather Kent shared a story with me one time um, about you practicing your scripts in the car, and <laughs> yeah. and how and how it was something that you were doing so often, uh, and and you guys have a young son who's just a few years old, correct? Yeah. yeah. And how how pretty soon the 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 beginning of your script ring ring hello this is Heather from Summit Realty that pretty soon your son in the car seat was was doing the same thing is that right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So I have a few videos on my phone of it, but we would just be in the car and out of nowhere, he would just go, mom, ring, ring. I'm like, hello. He's like, hi, this is Asher with Summit Realty. I'm like, oh, what can I do for you? He's like, I want to sell your home. And he would just start <laughs> going through it. And then I, I had my, um, just like listing stuff out on the table and he got up there and was telling me about for sale by owners. At this point he was three and he was telling me about what a for sale by owner is and different things like that. And it was just, it made us realize that we're like, Oh wow, we, we practice this a lot, which is awesome. Yes. So that our three-year-old son was picking it up. And well, you that's them an accountability. Tell your kids what you're going to do. Cause they don't, <laughs> they don't <Yeah>. forget. No. <laughs> I, well, and I, and I shared that story because it shows that, that you guys do practice. Right. And, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it showed that it was enough that your three-year-old son is picking up these, these same lines, these same, the same script, right? That your three-year-old son could probably prospect for, uh, for, for sale by owners as well as, as anybody. Uh, let me go. There's a couple of comments uh, and I want to jump into them. There's, there's, uh, there's two, one from Ernie and one from Pat. Thank you guys for being on the show. Um, I, I'm going to combine the two because they're similar. Pat asks, how many hours a day are you prospecting? And then I want to ask a, a follow-up question, which is how many days a week are you prospecting? So, um, Kent, you're the prospector. When you sit down in the morning, how many hours are you setting aside every day to prospect? So right now I prospect a minimum of five hours a day. So how does that break down? Because five hours nonstop is, is it's, it's emotionally, it's physically, it's mentally exhausting. So, uh, if you're able to do it for five hours, wow. <laughs> but what, what does that five hours look like? How do you, how does it break down? We know you're starting at eight o'clock. Yeah, so I I just get it done from because I'll, I'll get a lot of questions of when is the best time to prospect? Best time to prospects in the morning. One, because you're going to do it. Two, that's when you have the most energy. So what it looks like for me, I start at eight and I have people in my office and we keep track of contacts, how long we're on the phone. And I'm a pretty competitive sucker. So I want to lead in all categories of time spent on the phones, contacts made, appointments set, all of it. So I usually go from eight to noon and then I'll go on again from five to six and then I'm done for the day. And and during that time, do you have a contact goal? Or are you making a certain number of dials? How do you how do you make sure that that time was spent successfully, regardless of how many appointments we set, right? Because that's not that's not always controllable. But how do you make sure that that five hours has been spent productive? What, what are you measuring? So it's really simple. If you want to be successful in real estate, you have to think about one thing per day. This is, this is one thing you think about. All I need is one qualified appointment every day. If I have one qualified appointment every day, I'll be a millionaire. Pretty simple, so, right? Yes. How many people do you have to talk to to get one qualified appointment? Sometimes 50 people, sometimes 70. Uh, yeah, depends on who I'm calling. If I'm calling expireds, I, I'm quicker to get an appointment with expireds and FISBOs because I okay. just, I come right out the gate and just shoot them right in the face. Just punch them, you know? 
in the when I call, I just say, "Hey, Tyler, it's Kent with Summit Realty, calling to see if you're available to meet today at five. And most people are just like, "Wait, what? Yeah, I can meet today at five. Or no, five o'clock doesn't work for me. Okay, five o'clock is too soon. Would six o'clock work better? So, would amaze- so you just you, you literally, I, I mean, that's a punch in the face, right? You just, hey, it's Kent. I want to sell your home. When can you meet? It's that. I mean, you're that bold, right? With, with the expires. Yeah, right out the gate. I don't even say I want to sell your home. Some people will say, for what? Oh, your home came off the market. I'm coming to apply for the job of selling it. I'll be in the area at five. Will five o'clock work? No, five o'clock doesn't work. Five o'clock's too soon. Would six o'clock work? And then you just close, 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 close. And it would amaze. Like it's not the most genuine thing to do, but it gets appointments. It gets it done. Wow, that I, that's I love it. I, I I've been a sales guy my whole life, right? I like a good hard close. I like a good strong close. I I, I love it. What, uh, what, what about something else like geo leads? I mean, if you're, if you're prospecting geo leads, we've talked about this, that you're, you're a little gentler calling about neighborhood news. Um, if, if you've got a prospect geo leads, let's say for a full five hours, are you pretty confident in that time you're going to set one qualified appointment? Definitely. So Again, because geo leads is they're, they're picking up more often. So you'll talk to a lot more people, which increases your chances. We all know it's a contact sport more people you're contacting, the more appointments you're going to get. Geoleads, you just have to talk to a few more people. You don't know if they're looking to sell their home. Nice thing about Geoleads, competition isn't there. You set an appointment, you're getting the listing if you go in there confident and strong. So let's let's talk a little bit more about a qualified appointment. Mm-hmm. What, is that, what does that look like? How do you qualify? Talk us through that a little bit to make sure that that appointment you go on is qualified so we do we do mike ferry and so we do the mike ferry pre-qual script and really if they're just willing to answer all my questions i'll go on the appointment if they give one of my favorite sayings with motivation comes um what's the word see it's my favorite saying. <laughs> no with uh with cooperation comes motivation. Yeah. So the more cooperative they are, the more I know that they're serious about getting their home sold. If they just try to beat me up over everything, I'm not going to go on the appointment because they're just going to be a paying customer. That's that's interesting. I, I love it though. I love the idea of tracking these qualified appointments. And, and, and I think that's important, the qualified part, because a lot of agents will, will prospect and set appointments but sometimes people are just willing to meet with anybody, motivated seller, buyer or not, right? They're willing to spend time uh, because that's their personality or they're shopping around or whatever it is. But but your key is tracking qualified appointments. Uh, in other words, you have a pre-qualification script that you use. And if they're willing to answer all of the questions in that script, that's a qualified appointment, correct? Somebody who's, who's willing to cooperate with you is an appointment that you'll go on. Yeah, I, and I honestly, I think one of the most important questions in that pre-qual script is if when I come out and you're hundred percent comfortable, hundred percent confident that I can get your home sold, are you ready to list your home? If they say yes, great, go on the appointment. If they say no, say, help me understand that a little more. What else do you need in order to be prepared to get your home on? And that's where objection handlers come in, right? Because that's, yep. that's really what you're, you're fishing for with that question is what objections do you have to selling with me. And that's where your objection handler portion of your script comes in. Yeah. I love it. Let me go. There's another question that we have here. This shifts gears a little bit, but I think this is a great question. Jesse from Facebook again, she asks, do you normally do mailing campaigns in normal markets or have you found any value in them? So where you guys have been in real estate for a couple of years and, and it can't, you're, you're heavy into the prospecting. Are you guys doing mailings at all as part of your prospecting or is it I'm on the phones and that's the main source. Walk us through the different methods that you use to prospect. I think mailing, I know that there are areas of the country, like Michigan, for example, don't ask me how I know this. They're really big into mailers and they work. With with us, we can send mailers to people that we've talked to that have expressed interest in selling in a year or two years or right now. That way they can have a face 
to who they're talking to over the phone. Just knowing general neighborhoods, I mean, it's more worth it to call them. And I say, if you are going to send a mailer out, send a mailer out and then call them. Gotcha. I gotcha. I love that. Thank you, Jesse, for asking that question. We appreciate we appreciate that. Um, thank you, guys. I, th- this is this is amazing information. I, I love. There's a few takeaways that uh, uh, that I've taken away here. The one that I love is the fact that you guys practiced so much that your son began quoting this. I, I think that that is. I think that's evident of the success that you've had in in the last couple of years is the willingness to be in the car practicing the scripts, standing in front of the mirror, practicing the scripts, uh, working with one another to practice the scripts together and the objections. I think that that's, uh, that's one of the key things in, in finding success. And it goes right back to what you guys said, talk to a hundred more people and you're going to have something, which I think is, is a great, that's a fantastic way to look at it. Anytime somebody's feeling discouraged, look, just take the next hundred people that you talk to or the next hundred phone calls. And if at the end of that, there's nothing productive that's come from that, you know, then take the rest of the day off or whatever, which, uh, which, which could be what allows somebody to rejuvenate themselves and come back tomorrow morning and, and crush it. Um, I, I, I absolutely love that. As you guys uh, look at the next couple of months and as we come into summertime here, uh, we, we see things start to open up. Are you guys excited about the future of your real estate business? Yeah, definitely. I, we talked about that today of, we finally have it figured out to where we're ready to have mass production. Yeah, we're just excited. I think kind of what Ken said that this COVID-19 is, you know, as sad as we are to see what it's done. It's actually been so good for us because it's made us take a look at our business plan and how we're approaching our business in this time and what we can do better. So it's been a huge, you know, help to us to just say, okay, this is a situation out there. This is COVID-19. This is the situation with our business. Let's figure it out on how we can be the most successful we can be. And so I feel like, like Kent said, we're so excited for our future and, and in real estate and, and again. We're going to see, we're going to see non-committed agents drop out, which is a good thing for us. You know, they, they do take up a market share and they're not going to, I think not mentally, they're not going to be able to move forward because they're not going to have one. They're not going to have the skill set for when someone says, I know you're my sister-in-law. And I also know that you do one deal a year and my house needs to get sold. Why should I pick you? They're not going to have the confidence to say, because I'm the best at what I do and I'm going to make sure it gets sold, which is sometimes all it takes. Yeah, I, I, and I and I love that over the over the last couple of years that that's what you guys have have spent your time doing, right? Is building the skill sets because I think that um, while sad, I think it's true. I think we're going to see in the next twelve months we'll see a number of real estate agents leave the industry, and that's actually true of any market, right? We see people yeah. not successful, and so they leave the industry. But I think that what it comes down to is the ability to create solid systems and processes in your business, practice those and, and tweak them and fine tune them as you need to, uh, to become confident to weather any market. And I think agents in the last 10, you know, anybody who got into business in the last 10 years, uh, you guys included have only ever experienced upward growth in the markets, right? If you look at the last 10 years, home prices have been grad have been steadily increasing. Um, interest rates have continued to stay really, really low. It's been a great market for the last 10 years. Uh, but now that this downward pressure uh, has come, what you guys are saying is we're, we're using that to our advantage. We're using that to better our business. We're using that to uh, fine tune and really accelerate the things that we've been practicing for the last couple of years to make sure that your business continues to last through whatever the, the future brings, which I think is fantastic. Um, thank you so much, Kent and Heather, for being with us today. Uh, there's, there's been a, a few really great takeaways and I appreciate that. If you guys will hang with me here, we'll, we'll take care of some things after the show. Uh, but for everybody who's been, I was just going to say, I have one more comment. If you okay. really want to be successful and be in the trenches with people that are, that are truly doing what they're supposed to do right now, get into the Red X forum. There's a lot of valuable information in there of people that are really good at what they do, which is prospecting and go in there, ask questions. And if I'm not mistaken,
mistaken, that's open to the whole Red X database where they can go in and respond to that, right? Yes. Yeah, so any every Red X customer has access to the Red X customer forum. And I appreciate that. I was going to plug the forum in just a minute anyway. So you've done it for me. Uh, the forum is a fantastic place uh, that that where great minds come together with with encouragement, with advice, with questions. Um, it's it's uh, it's available to anybody who's a customer uh, by logging into Vortex into your Redux account. It's in the upper right hand corner. There's an icon to click on, and that takes you directly to the Redux forum. Uh, I would strongly encourage anybody listening there who has questions about prospecting, uh, looking for role play partners. There's there's uh, it's a fantastic place to do that. Um, there's, uh, there's a couple other things that I want people to, to, to check out when you have time. Make sure to go to our Facebook page uh, and our YouTube channel. There's amazing, amazing content on those that is meant to help real estate agents find success, not just in the current hard times that we're, that we're experiencing, but regardless of market conditions, regardless of what's going on, Red X wants to help agents succeed. We want to help people get better at what they do uh, and have the resources. And so we've partnered with amazing agents and experts like Kent and Heather to take what they're doing and distill that into information where uh, that, that can be used and implemented on a regular basis. The blog is another fantastic source for that. Uh, thank you again, Kent and Heather, for being with us. Uh, thank you, everybody, for, uh, for, for visiting us. If you haven't subscribed to the email updates, for the Stability and Opportunity podcast series, please do so. The simplest way to do it is just go to our homepage, theredx.com, and after after eight or 10 seconds, you're gonna pop up that asks you to subscribe to the podcast. That's a fantastic place to go where you can get updates, uh, news, replay links, that sort of thing. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Kent and Heather hang out. We'll be on here for a few more minutes, and everybody have a, a uh, successful week. Thanks, everybody. Thank